as we're recording. All right, well, we're gonna see if you call me later and you say, son of a bitch, that didn't work at all, Debbie. Well, I'm gonna delete that last podcast that we did because that sounded horrific. It did, it did. It's a bummer, because while we were doing it, it sounded great. I mean, on my end, it sounded great. And I think, oh, that's where it's tricky. Um, Can you do me a favor? Can you go back there right now and go get that Barbara Streisand album for me? Yes. Right before I made the call with you, I I decided to, I'm one of those like cuticle biters. Mm. Um, So I decided to get a good one and and, and I'm like almost bleeding. Yeah, it's tough. It's not good. So it gets better, friend. Oh. Right? So I gotta tell you, uh, one of my exes of, um, uh, I have two, two exes of long-term relationships. One was um, six years and one was five. Well, the one that was six years, she actually looked like Barbara Streisand except she had uh, brown eyes. Yeah. And I had had like an affinity for Barbara Streisand since I was a, a child. Like I remember looking at albums and going, She's so beautiful. Like there's something, people think that, you know, there are people that think she's ugly. I am not one of those people. No, she's quite, I mean, she definitely, you know, she got so much grief for her nose and people wanted her to have a nose job and she said, no, smart thing to say. Yeah. (sighs) Deb, how you doing? (laughs) You know, I'm doing okay. I was talking to a friend, um, actually this morning and I said I have moments of pure of real calm almost like a blissful feeling mm-hmm. and then I have moments of sheer panic <laughs> pure paranoia and panic <laughs> I mean, it's really panic and it's fear and it's everything I think everyone is experiencing and it just it vacillates so much that it's a really interesting thing what about how you? The, how are the boys holding up? You know, it's it's tough. They, I'm going to be honest. My my oldest, who will be 13 in June, is thinks he's living his best life right now. Because, <laughs> let's be clear, his way of connecting with his friends is over video game console, right? They can talk to each other, which is really important right now. He also is telling us several times a day. If you and Charlie could just go somewhere else, I feel like I need some alone time. (laughs) And I'll say- It makes you feel real good, doesn't it? You can actually go to your room if you need alone time. Like, what's happening with you? So he is not, yeah. And his love language is not physical touch. He's not a super touchy person. So he's seems to be okay. It's my youngest who's struggling. Yeah. Big, yeah, bigger time, I should say. And it's yeah. just, it's hard if you're a physical kid and you don't fully understand why you can't hang with your friends and, you know. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. So we're just trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm surprisingly, I'm doing really well. But something maybe you don't know is, I mean, an extrovert, would not be a surprise to you, but I'm really an extroverted introvert. Oh yeah, oh. So I have all of that, but I equally need my downtime, my peace. I like alone time. I like, you know, solitude and all that. And I'm really okay with this whole thing, to be honest with you. Well, you know, I have to, 
It is interesting for those of us, I am, you know, as you know, my job makes me be an extrovert during my job as yours does to write. You're interfacing with the public and really having to, but when I'm not doing my job, I am a homebody. Me too. I really am. And I love being in my house. Should I be looking up here? What does it look like when I look at that dot? Does it look like I'm looking at you? Or if you look at the screen and we're looking at each other, see, to me, that looks more natural that we're looking at each other on the screen. But technically, we should be looking up at the dot because then that's like eye to eye contact. But I know, it's so weird though. It just feels so weird. But I think the distance is so small anyway. It's so minimal. It it almost looks okay when you just look at the camera. Good, I'd rather chat it to you. All right, well, I'd rather we're looking at the screen together. Yeah. It is interesting. They, uh, I had a friend who told me you should put a photo of something that you like to look at right behind that little camera and that keeps your eye up there. I really just don't, yeah, it's, you know, I'm looking at your face. To me, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking, like I'm talking to you, so I'm looking at your face, so. You can edit all of this bullshit out because nobody needs to know. <laughs> you know what, I don't even care. I'm just gonna go with it. I'm not even gonna edit it. I'm just gonna go with it. I think this is, it is, I, I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll see. You'll, you'll, play, you'll play it out. So, yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm okay. I love, I, you know, I have to tell you, it's funny because in the past, I'd have to come up with a thousand excuses of why I didn't want to meet people out. And now it's just, oh God, I'd love to, but this darn quarantine is just causing <laughs> And it's totally problem. acceptable. Nobody, nobody is. So I want to talk about Target. What about it? Oh yeah, I saw your post. You I didn't see it. I saw your post, but I have not been to Target in a long time. (sighs) Go for it. Let it out. Let it out, friend. I am very, I am holding this since Saturday. This is how, how big of a deal this was to me. What transpired this weekend. Okay. Mm -hmm. Clearly I'm, I'm still harboring some major stuff here. It's okay. I, I had to go to Target for two things that my grandmother needed and I knew that my grocery store was out of and I'd have a better chance of getting it at Target, okay? Yep, yep. But literally, two things I needed for my grandmother, you know she's 95. Yeah. And actually, she's in quarantine now in the assisted living. Oh, wow. They all are. They've been, like, quarantined to their apartments, you know? since long before this stay-at-home order came in effect from the mayor. So they were very proactive. Good. Um, good. Yeah, but the thing is, is what they're allowing is family members or whatever to drop off things for them in like, in between their two doors they have, they have a, they have a, a table set up and you can just buzz them and say, hey, this is for apartment, whatever. Yeah, good. So she needed two things. I was I went to Target. I made my beeline to the two things because I needed those two things and I was going to go get those two things and I was going to go right to the checkout and pay for said two things and go drop them off. Right. And so I'm making my way through Target and I'm looking around as I'm huffing it and I look to my left and I see a woman holding up a pair of jeans in the air and looking at its size and its shape and its color and then uh, okay and I keep walking and I see a woman just flipping through the shower curtains you know like looking at the shower curtains and then I get to the back where I need to be and I see a couple and they're looking at inkjet cartridge printer ink okay Um, just you know lollygagging looking at ink and and it really perturbed me (laughs) because the last time I checked I don't think jeans shower curtains or and or inkjet ink cartridge ink is life or death well you don't know that shower curtain you don't know what is going on in that bathroom listen how many people live there (laughs) so you could get some water on the floor but let's be real if you don't have a shower curtain it's not a life or death situation you're not going to die without it true so i was really thinking and it bothered me to the point where 
Today, I wrote the Glendale Target on their Facebook page. Of course I did. I was going to say, I'm shocked it took you till Tuesday. So that's good. <laughs> I'm getting better, Deb. It's baby steps. Target, you're welcome that it took her till Tuesday. <laughs> but we want to tell Target. <laughs> so, I actually just copied and pasted what I had written on my own wall because I didn't want to re rewrite it again. Yeah. But at the end, I added, yes, I know that you sell essential items. Mm -hmm. And you should keep selling those essential items. But maybe to be a little proactive and get ahead of this because it, we all know it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yes. Maybe rope off or block off or, you know, caution tape off the sections of non-essential items like clothes yeah. or shower curtains or ink cartridges. Right. You know, things that are really truly not life or death because I feel what's happening. And mind you, I didn't add that it was quite busy. Really? Quite bustling. And what I think is happening is people are sitting in their homes and they're bored and they're going, hey, let's go to Target. Let's remodel the bathroom. We, yeah. you know, I've always wanted to redecorate the bathroom. Let's go to Target. And people are going there because out of boredom and they're walking around and they're looking at non-essential items. Right that don't need to be purchased. And I think that's what is exacerbating this problem. That's why we have a continual problem and why the numbers are increasing. And so I don't know what's gonna happen, but I really hope maybe they'll think about it. Well, I love your idea of roping things off. That seems right? pretty, a simple solution. And hopefully people will get the point. This is not what you're here for. You're here for water, toilet paper, tampons, whatever oh. you're here for, food. And right. So, so maybe I, and, and I think that it, like you said, if people get the hint, then they'll know, like already sitting on their couch, contemplating getting in their car, going to Target for, for just out of pure boredom. Right. And they're like, well, we're not going to be able to get that anyway. So let's just stay home. Right. 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 Yeah. So I'm impressed, Deb, with the coloring. Uh, like, how do you have such great color on For your what? live stream right now? Oh, girl, you know there is a filter on every app, and Zoom has a filter. What? Yes. How do I get in on this filter? Oh, for God's sakes. So the, the yeah, you'll have to do it in your settings. Now, come oh. on. Yeah. Wow, the, uh, and I'm impressed because you are like not technologically savvy. What? <laughs> An ace and ace, a spade a spade. I'm just calling it like I see it. Just because I called you crying one day <laughs> about something that was quite simple. I will say you're right. It's not my comfort zone. I really get very anxious, but what I will do is watch 4,000 videos, if that's what it takes, to figure out one thing. <laughs> that is what I will do. So Deb, have you gotten out? Like today was absolutely beautiful. Did you get out and enjoy it some? I did. So I had my kids and we went for a bike ride, you know, just around the block a little bit and a walk. And that's kind of what we've been doing, we, we chop it up, you know, throughout the day and, and do that. And, and and how have you maintained such a, it's a wonderful quaff of, of hair follicles. I mean, you look amazing. Okay, again, the filter, uh, but you know what I do? I don't wash my hair every day, not, and I don't judge people who do, everybody's different. But what I do is just keep adding hair product. So eventually, it's just gonna, you're gonna need a sledgehammer to get this down. That is what will happen. It'll take me about 45 minutes just with hot water, just running over the, the hair to get that out. It'll be a process. So well, it I just, works. I just keep adding more. So let me ask you this. Have you attempted to check out the show on Netflix, 100 Humans yet? 
Oh, you told me about it. That's right. After we talked about toilet paper for a really long time, longer than I've ever spoken about toilet paper. And wait, can I, I just interject there? Yeah. I was very upset because the end of that, which I felt was the best part, was the one where that timing got all screwy. And I was oh. answering, like, I was asking you questions before, while you were answering them already. It was crazy how that ended up but anyway yes well, i've asked people that question you know if just to remind you the question that you asked me was how many squares of toilet paper does the average person use to wipe <laughs> their adorable little tush when they're done going poop have you started a survey well i would just i would just ask people because i remember my initial guess was about 30 Right. And I've asked other people, and some people have said 60, some have said 40, one person said 12. And when you told me it was seven, yeah, I still, although, you know, I did my own experiment with that. Right. And, you know, I am here to say, whether you're comfortable with it or not, seven does work. And I'm okay. not but, but, that you need to do that. I am not comfortable with that. I was I was going more towards did you when you asked me that when I brought it up initially and you were like does that mean seven actual pulls of the toilet paper and I'm 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 right there with you I, I like there is no part of these hands that are getting anywhere near that waste for a reason right so uh, seven you could make work I don't feel comfortable with that at all. And don't do it. Don't do it. This is all participation by choice. <laughs> and this is all should be very consensual. <laughs> and so if you're not comfortable, I say don't, don't venture there. But truly though, shocking number, right? I'm still shocked, which is why I'm ran asking everybody even though i don't know because i want everybody else to be as shocked as i am sadly they're not quite as engaged as i was so so how far have you taken this questionnaire is it like at the grocery store cashier are you like uh excuse me question <laughs> uh, i try not to do that because i've learned the hard way people just they don't enjoy that game but i'll ask my neighbors if i'm walking around the neighborhood and i you know chat with somebody six feet away of course but uh, how do you how do you start that conversation oh easy i say you want to know something trivia related to the exact situation we're in right now and they'll say of course and then of course they get asked to do with number of cases or and i said well Here's something that might blow your top right off. I don't know, how many squares of toilet paper do you think, and then, and then they, what I notice, which is appropriate, they all want to get out of that conversation very quickly. <laughs> the only reason why I would want to get out of the conversation that quickly is so I could go home and pull seven squares just to see how much toilet paper we're talking Thank about, right? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Not because of the, the the shock value or the uncomfortableness. Yeah, and I can stick my talons in pretty pretty deep to keep people involved in a conversation that especially if I know you don't want to be in. So <laughs> just the best thing for people to do if I approach you with that question is just open your arms wide and embrace yeah. the question right. and just say, Yeah, that sounds about right, Debbie. So have you taken the toilet paper test that I sent you the link, the calculator? Yeah, well, I did, but I didn't know exactly how many rolls we had in the house. And I didn't know that, you know, you said to do the advanced settings, which right. is really how you get a more accurate. <laughs> and then Dakota dropped off six rolls of toilet paper the Ooh. next day. I oh. know. He's Obviously he's nice, huh? <laughs> Something's not right with him. I don't know what's going on with him. But he, <laughs> like, you should have been like, who are you and what did you do with Dakota? I get a text. <laughs> I'm going to the store. Do you need anything? And I, because we'll do that to each other. Of course, we do that. And I'll say, ah, I mean, if you find toilet paper, of course, not thinking anybody will find it. And he said, well, I'm here. And what kind do you want? And he was really wanted me to get the plush kind he oh, was yeah. like very much and i said i actually don't care no you you have to get the plush you can't not do the plush 
Well, I, I, I mean, you know, I like to camp, so it's not really, that's like. Yeah, but even still, like, here's here's my theory. Like, who, who really still buys Scott toilet paper? Remember, single sheet? Yeah. What good is that? I have used, done that before. If I'm in a bind and it's just there and I grab it and it's cheap, yes. Right, but then you then you truly do need to do the 30 pulls of the- That's a retraining, Kelly. That's a retraining process that we're all learning about. Do you need to do that? <laughs> do you? Or is it just a habit? Oh, yes. The germaphobe in me needs to. Well, yeah, see, there you go. Right. But so he dropped off, you know, six rolls the next day, which I was- I love that. I know. So who, so what did happen to Dakota? Who is that? I don't know who it was. I was on a conference call and I looked out my window and I saw him and I thought, oh, <laughs> he seems to look okay, but I don't know what's going on in there that he's being so darn friendly to me. <laughs> Gosh. So, okay, so what does your calendar look like for work? Is it is it crickets and tumbleweeds like mine? Yeah, so I had, uh, I was supposed to have four events in March, four or five, I did two, three got canceled. Everything in April got canceled. Everything in May got canceled. Um, I, I hate to say this, but I think June is gonna start canceling. I'm a little fearful of the, uh, the pride. I know, I can't, I can't really emotionally think about that right now because that's a hard one to think about. So I'm trying just to slow my roll and go, okay, but like you, it, you know, and like so many people, it's, I'm not saying it's just me, woe is me, but you know, you wake up and your your business is gone. Yeah, your livelihood is gone, totally. and, and you don't know for how long, right? So now I'm in the hustle, like every single other person is. How do we take this virtually, right? How do we do fundraising in a virtual platform, which can and is being done? I, in fact, I'm doing a virtual event, a virtual gala on April 18th. For it's for a, a, a school and so they kind of have to do it that time they just don't have the flexibility to push it into the fall and keep in mind most fall dates are already booked right with events that went last fall they booked so all these spring events that are canceling and trying to move to the fall they're struggling to find availability right so it's a, it's a you know it, it it kind of becomes a bigger thing so Offering uh, a virtual solution <clears throat> is important. Well, I actually just uh, faxed off yesterday. Yes, I was shocked that fax is still an option nowadays. I did not know that. Um, but especially still used for any documents and stuff, obviously it's, it, it's uh, preferable rather than yeah. non-encrypted email. So yeah. anyway. Uh, sent off 25 pages of all kinds of financials and everything else because I did. I applied for the TRUA program here in Denver. So hopefully I'll get approved for that and then get a little bit of the assistance. Um, you still have to obviously, you have to list what they ask you, like what can you pay towards your rent or whatever. And, you know, so I listed all that. Uh, realistically what I can afford and then they hopefully I'll get some assistance you know yeah. uh, that'll be a big help so I'm very thankful that it's there as an option I also noticed today uh, I talked about it on my show tonight as well that there is in Colorado now they're going to be doing free child care uh, through yes for essential workers in in Colorado how are they going to manage that? <clears throat> I don't know. But I shared the link tonight on, on uh, the news page for people to grab. And, uh, you know, so if there are uh, essential workers that have kids that don't don't know what to do with their kids or they're paying all that money, there's, there's going to be assistance for that. Good. I'm proud of that. That's important. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, you know, like you said, it's a scary time and nobody knows. There's no, nobody knows what's going on. I mean, we know what's going on, but we don't know the timeline. We or, don't know any of it, but you've moved some of your stuff virtually. I've watched some of your DJ gigs. Well, that was only to do that first week. I just did that just to fundraise. Oh, God. So what I did was I did um, four 
uh, fundraiser live streams on in my apartment. Okay. Um, and with those four, <clears throat> I would I kept a thousand, and I donated eighteen hundred and eighty dollars to. Uh, 25 employees at the Triangle. Nice. Um, and then I gave $150 to a personal friend of mine that is completely out of work. Right? She was a full-time server uh, at the Art Hotel, so I've known her for years. So I gave her 150 and then donated the rest to the employees yeah. of the Triangle. Oh, that's great. And I did one fundraiser at Mary's and okay. we were able to raise $650, which was gonna be split among their 25 employees. And yeah. then I did one fundraiser at uh, Sweet, and that was also to raise money for their 18 employees. That's so great. It was just the first week that I did that, and I'm not gonna, people are like, are you gonna continue to do that? No, I'm not, actually, because I'm not gonna, already to do that and put my pride in my back pocket was enough. Yeah, yeah. Especially for myself. It mm -hmm. obviously felt better and okay to fundraise to give to other people, but it was really hard for me to, to admit that I needed that money as well. Sure. Um, but I, I, there was no way I was just going to do it for myself. So to do that alone, asking for a handout, if you will, even though I was working for it, was too much for my, my moral standpoint. Uh, gotcha. Uh, so that one week was enough. Yeah. Like, I feel like I asked for help, I got help, I was able to help other people, and that's enough. We're all in the same boat, we're all struggling, so I don't want to be a nuisance, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. I'm gonna do a live Facebook, not tonight, but coming up soon, and talking about that, how many people are starting to feel fatigued, right, with the requests that yeah. we're getting, and it's okay to have boundaries, and it's okay to say, I love you, and I, I can't, you know, I can't say yes to another online thing. I can't support, I can't, but I want everyone to be successful, right? So I'm seeing just among friends, a lot of them are starting to really just feel overwhelmed with that. You know, what do I do? I can't give the way I want to give. And I, and I just, and I said, well, you put up boundaries, just like you would if, if we were not in this situation. Right. And you had a lot of people asking, really, it's asking for your time and attention. Right. So. It is, it's a crazy, it's a very uncharted territory that so many of us are in right now. We really all don't know how to navigate. Right. Right. Um, it's a learning process for sure. Well, and I worry, I think the first two weeks, 10 days, two weeks, whatever, I still think we're still in this weird honeymoon period mm. where yes, there's, there's shock and I've been laid off and stuff, but people are still saying, oh, it was kind of nice. I didn't have to set my alarm this morning or, oh, it was kind of, you know, it, in between those really hard, scary moments, there's a little bit of that, ah, okay, I can maybe breathe. I don't have to do my commute, which sucked and I hate it, whatever the situation might be. But I think once we stay in this longer and longer and longer, people, I'm, worried about how people are going to respond just emotionally you know psychologically I think that's yeah. a lot yeah and and you know what I think it's good you know um and that's why you know I I get both sides I really do I could see the pros and cons to do an absolute mandatory lockdown like like yeah. you are only allowed to go to the store like even yeah. stopping all work you know for groceries or whatever but I could see the pros and cons to that, but it's almost like that. I feel that needs to get done. Otherwise, we're just we're we're just putting a bandaid on on this problem. But mentally, yeah, what is that gonna do? Like, if we have to get to that point, or like you said, if we do keep putting a bandaid on it, which means it's just gonna lengthen the t time. Yeah, mentally, what is that gonna do? Are people gonna really just start to? And I don't mean that in a funny sense, but lose their minds. Well, and it's, yes, and it becomes a scary thing. You know, you have kids at home. I mean, you talk about domestic violence. Right. Child abuse. Yeah. And those are real concerns. And when you think about who are 
who are the people that are on the front lines of reporting teachers, school nurses, psychologists? Well, now they've been removed. Right. And now there's really nobody, no checks and balances. And so that's what makes me nervous as this continues mm -hmm. and people lose job and income and all the stresses that we know, you know, are just there and compound an already scary situation. So, yeah, I don't know. So what are you doing besides like the bike rides or whatever? Have you been? All right. The Tiger King. Have you seen it? Okay. <laughs> Whoa. We need, a, we need a removal of the glasses for this one. I have seen it. Now, okay. I need to tell you, I had at least six people text me, send me messages. Debbie, you've got to see this. This is right up your alley. <laughs> They're not incorrect about that, for starters. Okay. But what I finally came out and admitted is in 2009 or 2010, I watched a reality documentary, whatever you want to call it, wacky, uh, called My Baby Monkey or My Monkey Baby. And that was a reality show that followed people who had these little, little monkeys, and those were their babies. And while I'm fine, like if you don't, want human kids that's cool good to know that and many I have many friends who have their pets are really their babies I get that piece but this was an entirely different level okay. this is an entirely different level so what I jokingly said but I think it's true that desensitized me to so much it was that brutal huh it was just that like huh I'm still watching this wow that's okay I'm still I'm still in it I'm not going to let go of this it was that intriguing I just, just fascinating okay. the human brain is fascinating so I watched Tiger King and I thought yeah I mean it's it's kind of wow okay. but I, I yeah it wasn't like, people felt like, I had no idea this existed. Well, we know there's puppy mills, there's all sorts of illegal animal trading yeah. and breeding. Yeah. So that part wasn't as shocking to me. The players were certainly curious. I was intrigued by the players, the people in there. Yeah. But it was, yeah. It was, I, it was a very interesting show. <laughs> I, can't get, I could not get through the first episode. What was your, so why? What was your initial when you were watching it and you said to yourself, I'm done. Why were you done? Uh, the snow leopard in that hot van. Yeah, yes. And it was, did you, I had a lot of anxiety watching these animals paste. So I could not, I, I could not get, like, I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this or not, but it would be quite easy for me to become like a vegetarian. Because I, I am such a huge animal lover that I can't handle, like it stays with me. If I see yeah. animal abuse or something, or something scroll through my feed of some uh, animal, I like, I'll think about it six months from now. Like it just gets like implanted in my psyche and I can't, it affects me too hard. Yeah. So as soon as I, I was like, I was still having problems even through leading up to that point. And I was just, once I saw that, I think I made it just a few more minutes past that snow leopard. I said, I just can't do it. I, my psyche cannot, I can't overlook the animal angle enough to really embrace this awesome, like, shit show. That's a great word choice, yeah. <laughs> characters, I could not overlook the one to just really be intrigued enough through the other to get yeah. there. It. it was pretty brutal. I mean, that stuff was awful, right? And it was, what was shocking to me is how they all somehow lived. Like, there were several scenes where uh, Exotic Joe or Joe Exotic, whatever his, na whatever his name is, yeah. be in with the lions and I'm thinking, or tigers, excuse me, and they would go after him and he'd just whack him with his, you know, with his crutch. And I thought, I'm shocked that you've lived this long. How yeah, really? These animals and how there are so many in close quarters. Right. That's craziness. Yeah, it was 
it was a weird show. It's probably what the country felt they needed. You know, people needed distraction, and it certainly is a distraction. <laughs> okay, so I, uh, a friend, actually, my neighbor read this to me, and I want to I want to read this to you because it truly is hysterical. It is a little lengthy, but I think you're going to appreciate this anyway. Okay. All right, so <clears throat> imagine if 10 years ago you were approached by a time traveler and he was like, look, I don't have much time to explain. All I can tell you is that in the year 2020, it's going to be an absolute circus. You know, Donald Trump, the star of The Apprentice? Well, he's president of the United States. And at the beginning of 2020, he gets in a Twitter beef with Iran that almost starts World War III. Australia catches on fire and a woman tries to save it by selling pictures of her boobs. Kobe Bryant passes away in a helicopter crash. Half the world is devastated. The other half just makes messed up memes. Mm. A little time passes. And just when the world starts recovering from the loss of Kobe, some dude in China eats a raw bat and starts a global pandemic that specifically kills mamas and papas. Oh boy. <laughs> Everyone loses their minds. 40% of the population thinks it's the end of the world, another 40% thinks it's all fake, and 20% blames the whole thing on cell phone towers and Tom Hanks' kids. <laughs> the one thing everyone seems to agree on is that <clears throat> the only way to survive is by hoarding toilet paper, Grocery oh, stores are ransacked and Charmin Ultrasoft essentially replaces the dollar as the United States official currency. Eventually, as hysteria grows, world governments are forced to shut the entire planet down and lock everyone in their houses, and the only person that can keep the people from completely flipping out and starting a huge riot is a gun-toting, mullet-sporting, homosexual Oklahoma man with a meth addiction and 180 pet tigers. <laughs> They're not wrong. That's the sad thing. They're not wrong. Exactly. Crazy. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. I know. And here we are. And here we are. Here right? we are. Right? Who knew? Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. So I wanted to bring something up because the last time you and I chatted was right after the mayor declared that liquor stores and recreational weed were non-essential. Then we went into that weird 45 minutes of prohibition, which caused everybody to panic and rush to the weed shops and the liquor stores, just forgetting about physical distancing and standing, you know, centimeters away from their neighbor because they had to get the Cabernet. But what's interesting is, so then they lifted it, which was the right thing to do, considering the safety of everybody. But now when I walk up and down Broadway, uh, what they've done now is they're allowing you, if you do takeout, you can get booze to go. Yeah. Because there's a place up here, uh, a taco place, and you can get margaritas to go. Which is fascinating to me. And I'm not saying that a few years ago I would not have gotten several margaritas because I would have. But it's interesting what we what we collectively as a society deem essential. Yeah, and, and I'm seeing stats though, or uh, not stats, um, uh, different posts come out about how um, people have fallen off the wagon because of this. Yeah. Um, they're also drinking or the consumption of alcohol has gone up even if you're just a normal social drinker. Sure. Um, it's just, all of this is just so, like you said, lack of better words, fascinating. It really is. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense if you're stressed and you're anxious and you don't know what to do and you drink and you feel better when you drink or you perceive that you feel better, it makes sense that you would consume more. I get that piece. Or even boredom. Like I, I have, like I feel like I need to social distance from my snack drawers, what the real problem is. Cause oh. I'm eating my, I'm like, do, 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 do. Oh, I'm, I'm hungry. You're not hungry, you're bored. Yeah, yeah, I know, I hear you. And the whole mom culture, what's interesting is, you know, the we have been taught to believe if you're a mom, the only way you can parent is with booze, right? That's a huge message. Well, now thinking about all these moms, their kids are home now. I mean, I'm counting down the minutes until Colorado says they're not going back this semester. Just, you know. Well, I heard that already. Oh, 
Where was I? Just, I think schools are done for the year. Oh, I didn't see. I knew that they were done until the 17th of April, and then I didn't hear another post, but clearly I'm in denial. <laughs> so I've avoided that. <laughs> now, Arizona, New Mexico, and I think a couple other states already called it for them, but maybe. So I was out in the courtyard today in my apartment building, and we were, you know, chatting a good, at least 10 foot safe distance away from each other. Um, and her daughter, who. Gosh, I'm so, you know, they're all babies once you get to be our age, right? If I had to guess, I'd say she was in high school. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe eighth grade, maybe ninth grade, somewhere right in that range. Sure. Um, the mother said she's done for the year. Wow. Okay. So here we are. I don't know. Obviously, it's per schools. Is it? <laughs> right. No, it won't be per school. It'll be it'll be a collective will it? be a collective district. And I mean, I it makes sense. I get it. You know, why are you going to send them back for four weeks when there's such uncertainty or five weeks, whatever it is. But to go back to the booze, now you've got parents who have their kids at home. And if they're also at home with their kids, right? And they're feeling like they've got to do some online management of education. Woo! That's I a saw, big I saw a meme today that said how many parents are going to finally realize that maybe it's not the teacher. <laughs> I saw that. I love that. I love that meme. <laughs> yeah, it's good, it's right? True. But that's a lot. I mean, just to go back to like extra stress, extra all of it. You know, we've had hard moments in our house, for sure. Oh, I'm sure. All, uh, all of us have lost it together as a trio and then individually. <laughs> Each person in different moments, you know? Yeah. So. I, I got to tell you, though, I am super happy uh, that uh, I am in this quarantine or lockdown or stay-at-home order, whatever you want to call it, and I'm by myself. Like, I'm so grateful for that because... Yeah. I bet you I would I wouldn't have been it I would have been in that situation where the stress would have just been so much and now here I am really stuck with with another person in this small space. Uh, it, it's enough to make you go insane. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, right? And it's whoo. Yes. So, I don't know. You know, kudos to you being a parent and and being able to maintain and you know maintain your sobriety. Kudos. Congrats. Thank you. Know, you. Um, and and still have two young humans, um, you know, all three different personalities in, in, in one space and lots of constant time together. So kudos to you. And I, I do give kudos to all the parents out there, you know, doing this, you know, not even in court in a situation like this, you know. Well, and to the teachers, I have to tell you, our teachers and my, one of my sons does access a lot of services at school, which is a concern as a parent. Right? They're not going to be able to get those interventions, those those access to services. His principal's called two or three times. The psychologist that he meets, you know, meets with call has called wow. him. The lead teacher has called him. His teacher has called him. So I give a massive shout out. Now I can only speak to our school, but I assume, I hope, and I think it's happening in all schools because these teachers love what they do. Yeah. And now they're away from their students, which is so hard for them. Yeah. So I'm so impressed with how they've kept that contact and they've done video chats and it's a lot of our teachers have, they have a YouTube channel and they're reading books. So my son could go on and see his teacher reading a story. That's which is Like emotionally, that's a really big deal. So I've heard that some schools are actually doing the the uh, tutorials online. Is that not an option for for your kids or your school? They're your kids' school not uh, doing that, or you mean the virtual learning? Yeah, the virtual learning. Yeah, they are. So they're starting uh, April seventh. Oh. Uh, so he will have that, but you know, and and there'll be some small group work, and they're going to try and keep the kids who are getting interventions and who are getting you know, meetings with the psychologist, they're gonna try and keep that going the best that they can. Yeah. But it's a lot. And so, I mean, a lot of these teachers are having to relearn or learn new things, right? How do they teach virtually? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's a big um, opportunity for growth for so many of us. That's yeah, the right. only way to say it. <laughs> and uh, since we're giving shout outs, how about to the healthcare workers? Come on. Oh. 
Yeah. Right? Big time. Shout out. And they don't have the supplies they need, right? They're they're working overtime, exhausted. They have their own families now they're concerned about patients. I watched I don't really watch the news because you know how I feel. I, there's just certain people at the federal level that I cannot handle listening to or seeing. But I did watch a clip and they were interviewing a doctor at an ER in New York City. And it was quite frightening. Yeah. Just like, there, are, there are still people that are not taking this serious whatsoever. No. And it's wow. I don't know. Like, what else has to happen? You know, I feel like I've been saying that for three years, though. What else does he have to say? What else has to happen? Right. You know, like before someone goes, oh, you know, maybe that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it's weird. And even people around here who aren't taking things serious, right? Like the distancing. And I don't know if it's, they need to know somebody who doesn't have a good outcome or you, and you hate to have that to be the thing that does it right. You Ooh. just, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I also saw another meme that I thought was absolutely funny and it's, uh, you know, I have to, I have to look it up because I want it to be perfect and I know my brain and, uh, I don't remember, I don't recall things like I once did. Um, uh, and I don't want to ruin the meme factor of it and what it says, but all right, here we go. Uh, give Trump a chance, they said. Three years later, we're all unemployed, locked in our houses, wiping our asses with coffee filters. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh man oh, yeah. i know right well deb it's good to see you at least we we don't even have to do this as a recording for a podcast we could just like do a virtual like uh coffee tour i know it's important to do that you know i'm trying to do it with my family and extended family especially for my dad if you have aging parents it's it's or grandparents well guess what to, what? to interject just not Super Granny, I called Super Granny on the regular phone line uh -huh. and I said, listen, I'm going to hang up, when I hang up the phone with you, I'm gonna call you back, but don't just instinctually, cause I got her a smartphone right oh. before she moved in. Yes, perfect, so you could FaceTime with her. Well, we did it just through the regular phone. So you can video call right through the phone. Oh, awesome. So I just wanted her to know. I said, don't instinctually just grab the phone and swipe up to answer it like normal. Yeah. I want you to look because I'm not there to help you. I want you to just look at what you're looking at. And I want you to push if there's a picture of a camera. And so uh -huh. I'm like, she's like, okay. I said, push that or swipe on that. Okay. She did it tonight. Oh, and you got to see her and she got to see you. Yes, well twice I've already gone out there and she has a room that faces the parking lot on the first floor. Okay. And so the first time I surprised her, I called her and she answered like normal. I said, I said, Nana, I said, go go to your window right now. Oh. And so she was so surprised that she pulled up the blinds and I was standing there. I was like, hi, and we uh, talked to each other on the phone. Yeah, I love that. She really enjoyed that. Love that. Yeah, so, but I loved that picture that you took of your brother and sister with your dad, and he's yeah. off looking like over oh. here. <laughs> you know, and I'm not trying to make fun because as you know, the technology wish that I am, I have no room to talk, but I can't even tell you, he's on Zoom and he, what? <laughs> Well, I can hear you. And we'd say, well, you can hear us because it's coming through your computer now. Please hang up your phone. Well, I can't, I don't want to hang up the phone. I'll lose you. No, 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 we can see you. Six hours later when we got that figured out. But if that was great and he finally got it, right? And so then we did another one with, I uh, sent a Zoom link to everybody, his brother who's in Florida, his brother's wife, um, my cousin. So we really started to wow. get it out. Yeah. That's wonderful. So it's th that kind of technology I'm so grateful for because it's so important. You know, when this first, there were mumblings about this and we knew that we had an extended spring break, I was ready to put my boys in the car and we were gonna drive to Arizona and spend this time with my dad. Yeah. 
And then my dad, luckily, we all realized, oh no, this is way more serious than what we thought. We can't certainly put him at risk. And it, it was devastating to not be with him, right? And make sure he's safe. So to be able to do a video chat with family or friends or whomever is a big deal. And he's so cute, Dad. <laughs> he's so cute. <laughs> I just wanted to pinch the screen. I saw him in that little cube with you guys. So cute. Yeah, it was awesome. So I'm grateful that we have this technology. I really am. It's a, it's a bit, it's important. It's yeah, a I say goal. technology is a blessing and a curse all together, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Dev, it's so good to see you catch up. Just, I wanted to chat. Um, I don't even have to, you know, I, I, I think, I don't even have to put this out as a podcast. I mean, I could just delete the recording. It was just good to catch up with you, uh, you know. I mean, if you want me to share it, I can, but it's not something I feel. It's, it's, what do you want to do? You want to share it? You just want to just have it? I'll let you decide. You can listen to parts and see what you think, how the sound is. You know, if it's something you want out there. If not, who cares? Then, yeah, it was just great. I mean, I, we can't even find a time to go to dinner. This is like the most time we've spent together. So get this. I think, honestly, I have no excuse for, like, literally that night, I was on my couch when you texted me. You were like, oh, I guess we're not doing dinner. And I was like, like my eyes I went oh it because I I didn't even make it to the meeting because yeah, yeah you were so wiped out I know I just completely I had no I just completely spaced on on what day it was where I was supposed to be all of it right we've all done everybody's done that everybody yeah, and I was like oh shit so yeah um I have no excuse for that but I even sent an email, apologized. I, you, you guys know this is not like me to miss a meeting. I know. Well, that's the thing. Everyone knows. Okay, something's come up. You know, yeah. something's going on. W regardless of what it is, that's not your personality. Yeah, no, not to not be there. That. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. Well, well, you take care and reach out anytime. I love having these little connections. Yeah, it's. Good. I think it's good for the soul, right? 100%. All right, Deb, good to see you. All right. Have a good night. All right, you too. Bye. Bye.